everybody. Welcome to Curly Girlies Cracking the Kid Code with Atara and Grace. I'm Atara Torsky, founder of the Curly Girl Movement, author of the Curly Girly book series, and owner of curlygirly.com, spelled with two E's at the end of curly and two E's at the end of girly. And I am here with my amazing co-host and good friend, Grace Cross. Hi, Grace. Uh, hi, Atara, and hi, everyone. I'm Grace Cross. I'm the owner of The Baby Spot, the only global parenting magazine, and you can find me at thebabyspot.ca. Now, we have a powerful, impactful guest today, and I am super excited to introduce her. Atara, who do we have? Grace, audience, we are so excited to welcome Nadia Murdoch. Nadia is a nationally recognized fitness coach, published author, and regular on-air fitness expert. Nadia has been featured on many publications, both in TV and print, including E! News, Fox, and Today.com. She is living proof that her strong mind, strong body method actually does work. After changing her own life through her weight loss journey, Nadia became dedicated to sharing that power with others through the company she founded, Nadia Murdoch Fit. Nadia has a BA in psychology and taps into the strength and power of the mind when advising others in achieving their fitness goals. She also enjoys all forms of fitness from weightlifting to the bar method. Nadia loves to say that she never lets a day go without breaking a sweat. Welcome, Nadia. We are so happy to have you with us today. Thanks, Atar and Grace. Thanks so much for having me. What a great introduction. <laughs> well, it's all true. <laughs> yes, for a great lady. We're so excited to just pick your brain today. Yeah, oh, I love really it. Away. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, you know, I'm particularly happy to talk to you today because I love the idea of infusing wellness into a busy lifestyle, which I know as a mom, an entrepreneur, you are super busy. So tell us how you do that. Yeah. So as a first time mom, it was well, before becoming a mom, it seemed pretty seamless for me because after I lost weight from college, I gained 30 pounds and then worked really hard to keep the weight off. So that it just became part of my lifestyle. But then as a mom learning to balance the habits that I had created while being a mom, I did hit a little bit of an obstacle there. So it's sort of like taking the lessons that I taught myself originally and what I teach my clients retraining myself um, as a first-time mom. So it's really simple things such as, and this took a while, uh, putting yourself first. It's hard as a mom because you really just want to take care of your kids and then it, your your business might be your other baby right. if you're an entrepreneur. But right. if you're not good, nothing's good. So I had to remind myself and not feel the guilt about it. Um, that was a hard problem to, for me too, that terrible mom guilt that tends to creep up on us. Yes. So. Um, putting myself first, which simple things, whether it's a quick workout. So my workouts were no longer an hour workout. They became a 30 minute workout or, you know, always having water on hand or not grabbing for the first thing to eat, always being mindful of having healthy things on hand, either in my car or in my bag, because sometimes you're out all day with the baby running errands. And then you don't want to just go for the first convenient thing, which not, not, might not be what you want to eat. So just being mindful of that and sticking to that. Um, it, again, it just became my new normal and it just came, became a part of my life once again. So I love that a lot. You know, there's this saying, they say when you're in an airplane, you put, if you have your child next to you, you have to put on your own mask first in order to help your child and help other people. And it seems that's very parallel to a uh, mother's fitness journey. You have to take care of yourself to be the best mom you can be. Agreed. 
And the kids pick up on it too. Like I noticed that like when my demeanor was top notch, like Max, my son, he was, they, they vibe, they're very intuitive. So I feel like if you're the best you, um, whether it's, you need an extra power nap, you don't call a sitter, whatever, you know, sometimes it's worth the splurge because it it won't only benefit you, but it will benefit your family. Couldn't agree more. And with, Parents, I guess with moms in particular, you had your fitness journey. So how did it become your personal fitness to going to inspiring thousands of people? Yeah, it's funny. It's an interesting story. So I didn't get my degree in physical fitness or anything like that. I actually got my degree in psychology. Ah, I like that, though. Isn't that good, But that's the perfect melding, right? (laughs) The mind and the body have to come together. So that's actually so perfect. And so, as I mentioned earlier, I gained all this weight and, you know. Was that, just to interject, was that prior to the baby, the gaining of the weight? Okay. So I basically did this journey twice. So um, before the baby, it was like college freshman 15 became college freshman 30. Um, (laughs) So it's learning to retrain my mind. So I did Weight Watchers and it really helped me refocus on portion control and, you know, getting, making a colorful plate and drinking enough water, things that I kind of like let go to the wayside while in college, I was doing the most ridiculous diets, like the Mm. onion soup diet. (laughs) I was miserable. And so I, it wasn't until I trained my mind and body at the same time, I felt stronger inside and out. And so, um, I don't know if I'm answering this question. (laughs) You sure are actually. This is great. So it's, it, it's something that I had to remember. So like I said, it became such a part of me. Like I did it every day, didn't even realize I was doing it. So when I had Max, I was like, uh-oh, tap back into your foundation. And then that's when I realized that, wow, this is this formula, this method that I have can work whether you're straight out of college, you know, you have like a turmoil point in your life where you just fell off the wagon and you want to get back. Like it works consistently because it's really a lifestyle because I find things that are a quick fix. Uh, it's never exactly. Well, I think the whole idea of what you're saying, and it's so true, is that this lifestyle, it requires a forethought and preparation. It's, it's not on the fly, right? But once you get into the rhythm of it, it's, it gets easier to do. And that's really where the change begins and sticks. Isn't that right? It's second nature. Like I remember like things that I won't even like I used to drink so much. Oh my God. I, I did. I never did soda. That's one thing. Cause my mom never grew us up on that, but like I would drink so much sugary drinks and, right. and I hated water. I had to force myself, but like, again, it's like training my palate and like everything now that I love now, I never ate before, like in the college days and stuff like that. So I think that people that might find a hard time right now getting into the groove of it, it can happen. You just, and healthy food does not have to taste bad, especially now. There's so many options. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. It's so flavorful. Like, you know, but you have to be, I think the most important thing. And I think this is with anything in life, you have to have an open mind. So you're like, it's green. It's, you know, that's, it's brown pasta. It's brown rice. (laughs) You're going to close yourself off from so much so I just think being open-minded is such a great thing to, as a mantra you should have in your back. I think that's true. I'll tell you a funny story. You know, I've been feeding my children what I call only brown food <laughs> since they're little. <laughs> and, you know, when they first ate white pasta, they were like complaining that it was too chewy. <laughs> and they actually didn't like it. 
Yeah, they actually. So I'm curious, what do you feed your son? Ah, uh, the picky eater. <laughs> Tell us how to do that. Um, yeah, so he's had phases, but like we started when he was when he could start with solid foods. We always gave him greens, so he got used to greens on his plate. So he loves spinach. Um, he loves peas, sweet potatoes. Okay. He loves tomatoes. Um, of course, I'm sorry, pasta is a staple. I don't care who you talk to. All kids love pasta. <laughs> That's um, true. So Max loves pasta. Uh, so we try to make sure he's now gotten into fruit. I remember at, before he would only eat grapes. Now, How old is he now? He's two and a half. Okay. Aww. So now he's eating strawberries and blueberries. So that makes me very happy. Um, but I think that I heard, actually, I read somewhere, like what you eat while pregnant the child will tend to gravitate to when they're born. I don't know how much of that is true, but I wow. ate a crap load of spinach and I <laughs> love spinach. So I think uh, it starts as early as when they're inside the womb. <laughs> yes, oh, I think that's so true because, well, I believe, you know, that the the gut levels in your in your body are impactful to your child while, while you're carrying them. So I do believe that is true. Um, I'm curious if you ever read uh, Jessica Seinfeld's um, cookbook where she incorporates, you know, the spinach into the brownies. Have you ever done anything creative like that? Ooh, no, but I have done black, black bean brownies and those oh are pretty gosh. good. Yes. So, wow. um, tell it, well, how would you do that? That's so oh interesting. Oh my God. I don't know if I can remember the recipe. I'll probably have to email it to you guys. <laughs> but I was doing a blog post and I was trying to think of something creative. And, um, so the black beans help to cut down the amount of chocolate that are in the brownie. Oh, um, there is still chocolate, but I think it's dark chocolate, so not milk chocolate. Okay. Um, so you're getting the benefits of that. And then I forgot what else was in it, but my husband, who has a crazy sweet tooth, he liked them. So I was like, okay. Wow. <laughs> that means a lot. Sweet that was a good people gauge. They could tell. So it passed the test is what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. And sometimes like before Max, I used to do this to my husband. I would sneak in like the veggie burgers and things like that. He's like, oh, the chicken tastes different. I was like, doesn't it? And I was like, I need a different seasoning. <laughs> I'm like, I would tell him after the fact. Right. After he ate it. <laughs> sometimes they need to be inspired. Like you said, sometimes you need a healthy push into trying something new and healthy, right? Because <laughs> sometimes they close themselves off if they know what it is. So if they don't know, I mean, I didn't do it all the time, but it did It did get him on the path of being, exper you know, experiencing. More experimental, without him even realizing it, the best way. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so neat. And Nadia, you are an author. We have to hear all about your book, which audience will have in our show notes, so you can buy the book right there. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah. So you can have it all was something that I had created. I used to write, I had a, my own fitness column on examiner.com. Nice. Yes. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yes. And so yeah, they're no more, but um, it was a great, it's what led me to my current path. Um, at that time I was working in um, public relations and events. And then I just came, I would run home and couldn't wait to write my next fitness article. So oh. I was getting emerged really um, on the back, finding my passion and not even realizing right. it. Right. It was your passion project. And exactly. Right. I got it. I connected with this great, great wellness publisher and I was reviewing one of his clients' books. And then I said, you know what? I've always wanted to write a book. So I sent him a pitch and he's like, let's do it. And oh. so the, the book really um, captivates 
my journey as uh, with wellness and because I really lo- I realized that started when I was young because I am very tall for my age. I always had like this issue with the word big and I always thought I was bigger than I was and really I what it was just, I was just tall but everyone was like half my size so especially as a girl you always have that kind of um, I don't know how to explain it. it well it's an insecurity because if yes. everyone around you yeah. right right everyone around you is a certain size and you're one way or the other not then you feel insecure about it right and when you're young you know you tend to want to be like everybody else right. so I found that that followed me. And so I talk about that a little bit. I grew up in a healthy household, but when I left the home, again, I was exposed to all this stuff that I never had before. So I totally OD'd. So I just walk everyone through my journey Mm. and talk about, it's okay. Like, especially get out of your head. Like I meet so many clients that go to the gym and they're like, I can't do that. Everyone's looking at me. Trust me. Nobody's looking at you. (laughs) Nobody is. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of things that stop people from trying new things. I talk about how I was there too. So I feel like that makes me really um, relatable to a lot of my students and clients because I've walked this journey before and I can tell them how, how gratifying it is to get out of your head and just be the healthiest, strongest person you can be. So... Absolutely. And that's why, you know, you're my favorite because you're so relatable. You tell it like it is. She does, doesn't she? Yeah, oh, absolutely. That everyone, especially moms, like as an owner of a global parenting magazine, Nadia, it's you have moms who are just these beautiful souls and they don't see it. And one of their biggest things is that they've gotten into their own head. They want to be like every other what they consider perfect mom or as as sometimes we say lightly, like Pinterest perfect mom. I was going to say Facebook perfect. (laughs) Yes, Facebook perfect is another good one. And they're too much in their head, and then they're not making their wellness goals because fitness is wellness, isn't it? It is. And it's a lifestyle, right? So whether it's like the type of cleaning solution you're using to if you're buying vegetable, I feel like it's a whole, everything trickles into one another. That's so funny you say that because I couldn't agree with you more. I feel like the healthfulness in in your body... does carry over and, and should carry into the into the home. So, you know, changing your cleaning products, there's so many options now, right? Of like um, healthful baby products that you could use and cleaning, you know, dishwasher detergent, laundry detergent, all of that makes fumes and they can be re- rather unhealthy. So switching them over to the healthy alternatives is, is also part of that. And, right? Toilet paper. I mean, like, there's things right. that I'm learning that is just like, <laughs> oh my God. And so, like, it's funny because people that I'm, like, family friends or fit or friends that are, like, not on that same level as, like, on me, like, they're kind of like, what are you talking about? Like, like right. you have... Like, Nadia's gone off the deep end. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, I love conversations like this with, like, many oh, people. Like, I, I get that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I get that a lot. I'm curious, do you um, also meditate? Oh, good question. This has been an ongoing, you know what, up until recently, I decided, okay, I got to start doing something different because I was very stressed out um, because Max entered the toddler phase and then started school. So now he has his own little schedule. And so I was like trying to balance everything. And I was like, this, it just didn't feel right with me. Right. So um, before I was trying to get pregnant, I had tried acupuncture mm-hmm. and she had also suggested um, meditation. So I decided to dive back into that. My friend is a Reiki master. 
So yeah. She, yeah. So she gave me some tips and then I've gotten into essential oils now and crystals a little bit. Um, so it's just, I love this space, the wellness space, because I feel like there's so much to learn and I'm constantly learning and I love to share it with my clients, friends and audience. So it's really been great. Yeah. So to answer your question, I'm trying to be good about it, but I'm such a go, go, go person. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard. It, it really is hard. And you know what? The people that need it the most and that will benefit the most often finds it the hardest in the beginning. So, oh, so uh, you know, true. for everyone out there who's trying to meditate, wanting to meditate, I, I guess I would always say stick with it if you can, <laughs> because it does work. It's just, it is hard to be able to like carve out that time. Um, in your head as well, right? Because your head's always racing onto like the next thing. Absolutely. So. And I always feel good when I do it. I find that the best one for me is guided meditation. So mm -hmm. whether it's a video or um, an, an actual class, I always do better with that. Like I can like just chill out for a little bit. Where mm -hmm. I sit and quiet by myself, I'm like, okay, I could be doing a laundry right now. Right. In your yes. head, you're writing your, your notes or whatever. Right, exactly. Right. That's so true. It's interesting. I find that people who are naturally carers, which Nadia, it seems like you're a carer. You're always caring about other people. You went on a fitness journey. You have to inspire millions to go and, and be their best selves. It's such a beautiful thing. It's like the carers um, take their time to meditate because it's just like you're you're thinking okay I have to help with the laundry I have to do this I have to pick up Max and so I think a lot of moms can relate to that that's another thing that makes Nadia so relatable because Absolutely. being a mom mm -hmm. she's a carer you know Absolutely. and that that really just makes a difference and I think a lot of moms can relate to that because being a carer is such a part of uh, parenthood yes yes and, and it's not it's not I don't hate it. I love taking care of, you know, like right, it's exactly. some, some people are like, oh, but I love it. I love Aww. taking out his outfits. I love making his little lunch. Like, but it's just something, you know, like I said before, it's like my new normal. I'm like, okay, so now I got, so something, and I've been, you know what guys, this has helped me really be strategic about what I say yes and no to mm -hmm, and right. who, who I let into my space. Cause I don't have time for the drama and the riffraff. Such a great point, Nadia. This is so good because I love a lot that. of moms- so you've, Right, you've had to like weed out and really do what's important. Exactly. And, and who's important. important. That's great. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, if you're not bringing good vibes, goodbye. <laughs> I love that because a lot of moms uh, have been saying, hey, these mom groups um, oh. with your younger <laughs> Thank you, Nadia. <laughs> I, I, I worry about some mom groups. Some right. are amazing and it's a lifelong sisterhood and some are just, it's like going back to the eighth grade again. Right. <laughs> you know I mean? Where were you guys when I had Max? I felt like it was mean girl central. Oh, I yeah. I was in high school again. I was like complaining to my mom. She hasn't done this for God knows how long. Yeah, it's so yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. So you, you really have to find the right the right group, both online and in person. Yes, and, and that yeah. has to be your core. And I think when you have a good core, then everything else can become noise, and that's fine. That's where it should be. So true. We're big advocates about also going online because we're even an international podcast. I'm here in Canada and Atara's in the United States. Like sometimes your best friends or the people who are your allies through parenthood might be around the world for right. you. you know? So true. I totally agree. Yeah. 
totally agree with you. So very true. much so. And so I'm going to ask you a very hard question. You do weightlifting, which I love, especially with women. Um, as women approach uh, 40, a lot of women should consider weightlifting, shouldn't they? Because you start to lose your muscle mass. And I'm just starting my weightlifting journey. And I'm just in love. Like, I feel like I'm passionate about weightlifting. You're feeling empowered by the oh, weightlifting, Oh, yes. Right? I mean, I suck, but I'm loving it. <laughs> You'll get better. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. So that that is something I do for me. So I don't teach weightlifting, but like, um, so there's something, something called body pump. Mm -hmm. um, it's a less Mills class. So I make sure that I try to get my own workout in. So even though I'm teaching just about every day of the week, my own workout is completely different than what I'm teaching because I'm teaching, I'm correcting form, I'm paying attention yes. to my students. So my workout for me is so therapeutic and I, I always try to make each workout different because you're right, uh, Grace, that um, your body gets stagnant and functional fitness doesn't start when you're 60 or 50. It starts way before that because mm -hmm. um, you want to make sure you're strong. You don't want to be able to lose your balance and get those hip replaced. Oh, God, no. That, that is not in our future, ladies. Let's avoid it if we can. That. Yeah, so strength training and flexibility training is so key. And that's why I love my classes because people come in and think, oh, this is my off-day workout. I'm like, uh-uh. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of strength training in bar. And even <sighs> though the weights are lighter, we do more repetitions. We use our own body weight for a lot of the stuff. I like so, that. Yeah, it, I've gotten a really positive response. So I'm happy. And for yourself, how many days a week are you actually um, strength training and lifting weights? So it depends. So this is another thing that I had to get used to. So before Max, I had a strict schedule. I was like, boom, 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 these days. And then yes. now... I basically fit it in where I can get it in. And this is it, moms. <laughs> you know, and I, I had such a guilt about it because it was something that I was so used to. And like now it's like, girl, you're getting a workout in the same. I have to practice what I preach, right? Right. So as long as I'm getting it in, that's the most important thing. So I, I, I aim for three times to four times a week. Oh, wow. But um, uh, on an okay week, I do two times a week. So sometimes there's more cardio than weight training. So then I'll do more stuff at home. Oh, that's so great. And what is your favorite form of exercise? Such a mean question I find, but we have to know what's your favorite. It's bar. Uh, nice. I, I'm a, yeah, I, I fell in, I'll tell you guys a quick story. I, yes. I used to teach Zumba. I used to teach general, uh, group fitness. Um, but then I was like, I want to do something else. Like I didn't know what it was, but I wanted to do something else. So Back to the days I used to interview a bunch of different people. Um, I had interviewed this one lady that owned the bar studio and I reconnected with her. I ended up doing her training, got certified, then found out I was pregnant. Oh, I was wow. Like, I was like, great. Now I can't use it. <laughs> and then I said, screw it. I, I started teaching bars six months pregnant, wow. taught my entire pregnancy, and it has just been my own jam right now. Like, wow. bar, yeah. And I bet everyone who saw you six months pregnant was like, I guess if she could do it, I could do it. Yes, they're like, oh, you're the pregnant lady. I didn't even have a name. I was like, oh, you're the oh. pregnant lady. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So I don't want to let um, you go without asking you, are you a curly girly by any chance? I have. Oh, I'm so glad you asked this. So when I was, once again, when I was pregnant, my son has changed so much for me. I, I got rid of my relaxer. So I used Yay. to relax my hair and then 
I was just like, I didn't want to relax it while pregnant. And so then I decided to chop it all off. And now I'm like, natural so oh she's beautiful i'm so So happy to hear that curly hair empowers i have curly hair and both atara and i have daughters with natural curly hair so that just makes us feel (laughs) yeah you know just ray of sunshine the natural movement (laughs) and and max has curls too guys amazing curly boy (laughs) i love it it's so beautiful and we're just telling people listen it's not you're okay as you are it's amazing it's beautiful a crown you know the curls are a crown on your head you're you're basically how you are is how you're meant to be and that is across the board and, and, you, and I think we just have to work to be our best selves. So um, I want to just thank you. You've been such an inspiration um, to moms, and we're so happy to have you so that we can talk about this and keep empowering women on so many levels, the mind and the body. So thank you, Nadia. We're going to keep following you. Absolutely. And tell everybody, tell our audience where they can find you, please. Yes, on Instagram, you can find me at Nadia Murdoch, M-U-R-D-O-C-K. And you can find my company and all my blog posts at NadiaMurdochFit.com. Amazing. She's fantastic. If you're looking for somebody um, who can relate to your fitness goals and is basically your best friend along the journey, make sure to visit Nadia Murdoch Fit. Nadia, you're a blessing. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Guys, I hope to have to come back again. Uh, we will definitely have you. We have we lots to talk forward. about. <laughs> we look forward. We're going to keep following you. Take care and bye for now.